Here's what some Republicans have had to say over the last week about the actions of the Republicans as they watch up close, quote, the dysfunction caucus at work, in the words of our GOP colleague from Nebraska, Don Bacon. Clown show, foolishness, terribly misguided, stupidity, failure to lead, lunatics, disgraceful, new low, pathetic, enabling Chairman Xi, people that have serious issues, those folks don't have a plan, show just how broken they are, and individuals that just want to burn the whole place down. Now, if I said any of these things, they'd probably take my words down, but these are Republicans talking about Republicans. So let's be clear, this isn't partisan warfare America's seeing today, it is chaotic infighting between Republicans and Republicans. It's MAGA versus extreme MAGA, as if anybody in the real world could tell the difference between the two. What a staggering failure of leadership. Sarah, you've been following this hearing. What has happened so far, if anything, that is, is notable when it comes to the bottom line that Republicans are trying to show? Well, Dana, there's a lot of Republicans that are on this committee who came into this hearing sort of trying to make the case that it's asked and answered. You know, they're saying Joe Biden lied to the American people, that his son Hunter Biden was clearly profiting off the family name, that Joe Biden clearly was aware of all of this. They're making all of these allegations, though, without the evidence to back it up. And they don't get that evidence from the panel of witnesses they have before them today. They have these three witnesses that they, the Republicans have called. And they're not fact witnesses. Uh, uh, Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman, just established this with each of the three of them. Bruce Dubinsky, who's a forensic accountant, Eileen O'Connor, who was a former DOJ official in the tax division, and Jonathan Turley, who is a law professor and a favorite of Republicans in these kinds of hearings. She went through with each of them and established that none of them have facts or firsthand uh, accounts to share about Joe Biden's involvement in any poten potential high crime or misdemeanors. And in fact, even a couple of these witnesses said right now what Republicans have are allegations. Take a listen. I do not believe that the current evidence would support articles of impeachment. That is something that an inquiry has to establish. I am not here today to even suggest that there was corruption, fraud, or any wrongdoing. In my opinion, more information needs to be gathered and assessed before I would make such an assessment. Now, these witnesses aren't saying that Republicans are wrong to launch an impeachment inquiry and to begin asking more questions about Hunter Biden's business dealings and about whether Joe Biden was aware of it, uh, any of that. Again, something they haven't established. But it's pretty clear that the witnesses are telling Republicans, look, what you have are allegations, not evidence. You still have a very high bar to meet to meet uh, to be able to match the sort of bombastic claims that you're making in this hearing. So interesting. Thank you so much for that reporting, Sarah. And joining me now is a member of that oversight committee, uh, Congressman, Democratic Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy of Illinois. Thank you so much for joining me. What's your take so far in the hearing, sir? Well, I think I concur generally what, with what was just said, which is none of these witnesses are fact witnesses. They can't really testify about uh, anything regarding Joe Biden. Um, and then secondly, um, there is no evidence of that type of wrongdoing. And that com came up over and over again. And the irony is that, you know, instead of talking about this, we should be talking about funding the government, which is about to shut down in about two and a half days. 
And so that was really looming over the whole proceedings, the, mm -hmm. the kind of absurdity of focusing on this particular issue of impeachment when there's so many other issues we should be dealing with. So you say there's no evidence. I mean, that was really remarkable to hear Jonathan Turley, uh, who is definitely uh, not somebody who would be shy about saying that impeachment of uh, Joe Biden should happen if he thought that that was the case, saying that there's no evidence. Uh, while you were making your way over to the camera, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez tried to uh, ask these witnesses if they have seen any evidence, if they had any firsthand account, and they didn't. Now, that's not their job, but still. Um, given all of that that we just established, my question to you is, why is it that the American people, according to a CNN poll, 60% uh, of Americans, to be precise, say that he acted either illegally or unethically? Should well, the White House and Democrats be doing more to push back on Republican claims because they seem to be seeping in to the, the electorate? Well, I think that uh, you're absolutely correct. I think that more needs to be done to kind of shine a light on uh, kind of Joe Biden, the fact that he has nothing to do with any of the business dealings, that he didn't receive even a dime, despite the fact that uh, the majority has subpoenaed and collected over 12,000 documents and bank records. Not even a single one shows that Joe Biden received a penny off of any transaction. Um, today, though, uh, an interesting poll came out showing that uh, a vast majority of American people feel that um, there should not be impeachment proceedings with regard to this particular situation, even if they have concerns about Hunter Biden. And so, you know, we have to remember that Joe Biden himself is the only one that can be impeached. It's not Hunter Biden, who is a private citizen who's being, uh, you know, prosecuted by the U.S. attorney in Delaware. Let's talk for a moment about something you brought up uh, at the beginning of our conversation, which is the looming government shutdown. Uh, you're a Democrat who tends to work across the aisle uh, as, as much as you can. Uh, given that, do you see a scenario where uh, before the impeachment deadline, Democrats and Republicans can find a way to pass a, a bill over the objections of the uh, hardliners on the right? pass a resolution to keep the government open? I sure hope so, Dana, because a lot of innocent people are going to be hurt if we don't uh, pass such a continuing resolution or something to fund the government. Uh, your viewers are already aware of this, but uh, we're talking about two million active duty members of the military and other uh, members of the federal workforce who would have to work without pay. I mean, these, many cases are they're, they're guarding our national security, not to mention all the people at home, our constituents, who would not receive the services that they are entitled to, including, for instance, seniors who won't be able to get all the services they need from the Social Security Administration with regard to fixing problems and the like. So I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that Kevin McCarthy is going to do the right thing and work with Democrats over the objections of these extreme right-wingers. Uh, but we'll see in the next couple of days what happens. Okay. Congressman uh, Raja Krishnamurthy, thank you so much for coming on. I know you've got a hearing thank to you. get back to. Appreciate thank you, it. Thank you, Dana. Your reaction to what we are seeing happen on the Hill? Uh, let's put this into some perspective. This is the first time, first time in U.S. history that we're having an impeachment without a predicate, without a basis. Uh, in modern history, of course, Nixon, you had the Saturday Night Massacre when he fires the special prosecutor. Clinton, it was the Star Report and the fact that he had lied under oath about Lewinsky. 
The first Trump impeachment was because of the so-called perfect call. The second Trump impeachment was because of January 6th. What is the predicate? What is the basis? What is the evidence of bribery, treason, or a high crime or high misdemeanor by President Biden? None so far. And they've already started an impeachment inquiry. So it's unprecedented. Gloria, over to you. It is curious that House Speaker Kevin McCarthy is launching this inquiry. He hasn't put it up for a vote, and he probably doesn't want to. Well, he wouldn't have had the votes, and um, he's launching an inquiry because he's under pressure from his right wing. And uh, he needs them. It's all related in this crazy world here. It's all related to the government shutdown. I mean, he needs to find ways to placate the right. However, the fact that he has launched an inquiry, particularly without a vote, means the Democrats might be less willing to bail him out if he needs their votes on any kind of a continuing resolution to keep the government open. So it's all this sort of tangled web, and um, this, is just, this is just part of it. And as Tim was saying, you know, they're starting this inquiry uh, sort of backwards without any real evidence to say that Joe Biden has benefited financially in any way uh, from his son's business dealings. So what you see is sort of a fishing expedition here um, and no vote to have it proceed in the first place. And they're seeking to justify that or basically say that's okay. We saw the testimony from Jonathan Turley, one of their legal experts, and he says as much. He says, so far there is nothing here. But he's making the case that the impeachment inquiry, and he's making the case that Republicans want him to make, which is that the impeachment inquiry is necessary to see if there is something more. You know, to Tim's point, Gloria, it's a different, it's sort of resetting the threshold for exactly. where you go with these things. And I just wonder what the long-term effect of that is. Well, you lower the bar. You, you lower the bar and impeachment becomes just another thing you can do to aggravate a sitting president. Um, whether you have the goods or not. These are serious things, impeachments. And people should not take them lightly, and politicians should not take them lightly. And they should not occur just when people are angry uh, at a president. And I think what we're seeing is the lowering of that bar and a committee that is bound to do it and a House speaker that decided he couldn't stop them for other reasons, other political reasons. And so, uh, you know, I think it's just uh, a moment in American political history when something that used to be very serious is now kind of just becoming run of the mill. And you heard or Donald Trump say, well, you know, they did it to me. They should do it to, they should do it to Joe Biden. Well, those are two completely different things.